when can or when will we be able to get back to normal? Olivia, this is, um, in a sense, uh, when will we be able to return to what we had perhaps in February? Um, although this is likely to be an element of the new normal that for every organization, for every university, uh, indeed for our society, uh, the question will be how do we live with um, uh, what is a pandemic or a preparedness for a pandemic. So I think even, even this exchange that we're having over Zoom and which we have weekly uh, is part of the new norm. We can have it face to face when the circumstances allow. But actually, it will be difficult to have it face-to-face -face bringing Fremantle and Sydney together um, and Broome in, in one place. So actually, doing it as part of the new norm, what we have found, like every other organization, is that we've sort of perhaps had, you know, eight years of change in about eight hours or, or eight days. So in a sense, even post-COVID and post the pandemic, there will still be elements uh, that will be the new norm and our life will be something of perhaps a hybrid so that for those who, who can come face to face and to engage in lectures and to engage in seminars, tutorials and laboratories, that's, that would be great. But there may be people that actually for health reasons or, or another reason or their lifestyle or their caring commitments uh, might have to engage on the digital platform. And I think for, for Notre Dame, that normal for us is, is going to be the hybrid going forward, um, offering both the virtual face-to-face -face and the physical face-to-face -face and building community around that. But for as long as the, as the public health requirements remain in place, we will be, we will be looking to continue um, with the online. And as a relaxation occurs to be bringing you know, that relaxation back onto the campus, starting with laboratories, starting with tutorials and seminars. Uh, but when that will happen for lectures, we'll be guided by the public, public health guidance on that. But all the time, actually saying in, in this post-COVID norm, um, to be saying actually that student choice is important and the student choice um, would for allow for digital and uh, the face-to-face -face in the physical sense. So that hybrid norm, I think, is, is what will come out of this. The Vice-Chancellor, what will this mean for Notre Dame? So, Daniel, I think what it means for Notre Dame is I think it means that um, we put a premium, as you know, on, the, on that face-to-face -face and on the community and on building up the community. And since, you know, March, when, when we all, in the space of a week, Staff moved to work from home. Uh, within two weeks, we had uh, our courses online. We've had to put a premium into building up the, the community. So whether it's in Sydney in the St. Benedict's Courtyard or whether it's here in the Prendival Student Center, um, I'm now looking at you in Zoom rather than on the courtyard or in, the, or in Prendival Hall. So I think um, for us, it's navigating our way like every university through this uh, digital phase. But what comes out of that at the end, I think is the best of both worlds. Um, that the digital is there for those who for some reason can't access uh, our services in the normal traditional way. Um, but also for those who can, 
uh, a strong encouragement that they do and that we keep community and that we observe that face to face, but that actually we have the best of both worlds. And that, that for us, I think, you know, whether it's in Broome or in Sydney or in Fremantle, and I don't know if Selma or Christine have observations on this, but I think that for us is, is the new and the old uh, combined. Please, yeah. you, Danielle. Yeah. I, I, was, I was going to add, uh, Vice-Chancellor, that uh, this time, I mean, it's, it's been difficult, it's been challenging. Our lives and our university lives have changed enormously, but some of that change uh, is actually going to be fantastic for the future. I think this is what you're saying as well. Um, and that we've done things literally in, in days and weeks that we would normally have, have taken a lot longer to do. And, and frankly, students, I think we're catching up with all of you with your um, technology prowess. Um, managed to get onto this not too, not too much difficulty today. Um, so we're, we're being brought closer to the world that you've probably been in, um, but there's still obviously we're all keen to have that human connection as we are able to, but to keep the, the valuable part of what we've been doing now uh, using this virtual world as well. Um, and let's hope we, we keep this sort of agility that we've had to act quickly um, and carefully and with consultation as we are now um, as part of how we do what we do going into the future. So, Selma, how's it been over in Fremantle? Look, exactly the same and, uh, you know, agree with everything that the Vice-Chancellor and you've just said, Christine. And uh, my conversations with other universities uh, around WA in particular, that they are actually quite amazed at how we managed to get our systems up and running at very short notice, particularly. So um, that's been really important for us, I think, because there are a lot of students who, for various reasons, are actually not able to come onto campus. And so now we are able to cater to that group of students as well. So for us, it's been a very, very strong improvement. So Vice-Chancellor, how will Notre Dame go about evolving? Lectures that we're delivering at the undergraduate and the postgraduate level. We've even moved down the route. You know, today there are, I think, 145 nursing students that have been fast-tracked through to graduation. And, you know, how their exams were done at the end of term, how the invigilation occurred, what the technology platform allows you to do, I think is, is really immense and really transformative. But we've also gone down the route of a new area where the government asked us to start preparing courses for those people who might be out of work or people who have been temporarily uh, laid off from work because of the, the lockdown or the shutdown. So we were the fourth university in Australia to actually have that stream of course online at undergraduate or postgraduate level, six monthly certificates. And it's great to see that it's up there. Selma, you will know what's been offered between education, nursing, healthcare, all the frontline stuff. But I think, again, it's a, I think people have surprised themselves as to how quickly they have been able to adapt to this new mode of teaching and learning. And for us to be attentive, not only to, you know, what our existing students uh, want and how we learn along the way, but actually how prospective students engage with that. And 
we saw the first indication of that many shortly after uh, we went online where our nursing school here in Fremantle offered um, some free courses for nurses and frontline healthcare professionals to upskill. Um, you know, that might have been away from, from nursing schools for, for a few years. And they were simply overwhelmed by the number of applications. And that for us was our way by putting those courses on. It's our way of actually trying to a, support our alumni and our existing students who are doing an absolutely vital job, but also to give something back to the community. Now, I know that Selma was a Dean of Nursing here in Fremantle before she became the PVC. Uh, but Selma, how, how would you answer Manisha's question about how we're doing it in Notre Dame? Thanks, Vice Chancellor. I think, you know, it's about being vigilant uh, about what opportunities are there for us. Uh, and because we are agile and because we've demonstrated that in the last few a uh, few months, actually picking up on those to see where the gaps are uh, and addressing those gaps, I think for us has uh, even um, reassured our staff that they're quite capable of doing this and doing it and the turnaround being very quick. So for, for us, that's been a, a very positive step to say, look, we all know what's going on out there. We know it's a very competitive market. We can identify the gaps. We have the expertise, particularly in the health areas. Uh, and we are able to address that. And, you know, the vice chancellor talked about short courses. We've only had maybe three days of advertising that and we're inundated with inquiries, uh, which shows that we've probably hit the mark. Uh, again, in terms of uh, what we need to what we need to provide to the community. Christine, you were you 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 were reporting earlier about a webinar on bioethics, and Christine, uh, as you know, was the former dean of medicine in Sydney. It's my nine-year anniversary today. Um, yes, look, I think what we've seen in developing these new short courses and, and getting them out there was we had some fantastic curriculum that we already had. And then we started to look at what was distinctively Notre Dame, what different contribution we could make. And um, we have just um, developed and are about to launch in this next semester, the Masters of Bioethics, which is suited to people of all sorts of different professional backgrounds. Because bioethics, of course, whilst very important in medicine and nursing and healthcare, whether you're a lawyer or a policymaker or leaders of industry, there's still bioethical issues that you face and none more so than in COVID. So yesterday afternoon, the School of Medicine, uh, as part of the uh, MD program, had a workshop on COVID and bioethical issues. And we had 200 guests. Um, we invited other people, 200 guests dial in. Now, of course, we're not there with all the answers because there's more questions than there are answers and there's going to be more questions coming up. But what the purpose of that was, was to actually get people to sort of pause and think about these many decisions that are being made and also to give people the tools for how to question, how to think and how to decide. And of course, COVID, we're, we're still in the midst of the changing environment of COVID, but there's going to be a very long post-COVID period and one of the great learnings I think we got from yesterday uh, from uh, uh, Professor Rene Kohler-Ryan was that people who went into COVID, not what we would usually characterise as vulnerable, will come out of COVID 
much more vulnerable. So I think there's a lot of work, a lot of thinking, a lot of advocacy uh, across all the um, health and uh, other sectors, as well as a lot of our alumni being involved in this. So very excited about this Master of Bioethics that we're, we're launching and um, be offering it also semester two um, as a graduate certificate. So very pleased to be offering that to the community. I guess my question would be, will Notre Dame still have a strong focus on the whole student? That's a very good question. And uh, we're being asked that repeatedly. Now, the Vice Chancellor used a, a very peculiar phrase in his previous answer, which was, you know, a face-to-face, -face, uh, being face-to-face -face virtually and being face-to-face -face physically. And that is going to be... Uh, that is going to be central to everything that we do. Uh, you know, so for us, as it, has, as it was 17 years ago when I first started, in fact, 30 years ago when the university first started, was always to keep the student at the center of everything we do. And all of our decision-making is based around that, you know, whether it be the, the financial assistance package that we've, we've been providing, whether it's the counseling services that we're providing, all of that, uh, you know, goes towards what we what students mean to us. Look, I can give you an example of uh, how we're going to maintain this, and this is even before uh, the student is technically a student, even when they're considering Notre Dame as uh, the university of choice. And based on feedback we've had from a staff and students, we're making the admissions process or the applications process much simpler. So we've, uh, based on that feedback, we've actually taken out the interview process, still keeping though the questions that, that uh, staff would ask of the students at interview as part of the application process. Now we think this is gonna be a much more streamlined way of uh, allowing more uh, prospective students, in fact, to experience what we are as a, at Notre Dame all of it based on feedback that we've received. So um, that is, I mean, I think you can be reassured that that is never going to falter as far as our university is concerned. Vice-Chancellor, I was wondering what students could look forward to from a university perspective. Well, I think, Miriam, from, from a university perspective, and I'll ask Christine and Salma uh, to come in, but my take on this from a university perspective is actually the enhancing of student choice and voice. So all of a sudden, there is um, a spectrum, I think, of possibilities that perhaps weren't available in January around how will you hear a lecture? So if we you know, imagine that we, we at some stage come out of the COVID world, and we will with you know, the help of God, a vaccine will be created and people will be inoculated but that actually a student has a greater choice, either in their array of courses they can take or whether they decide to go into the lecture hall or whether they decide to listen to this remotely. Or a student that we haven't been able to reach before who might be in a remote part of the country or whose physical or social circumstances may not allow them to basically reach a campus very easily that that student's life chances and that student's education can be really opened up by being able to use this digital means. So this has fast-tracked us into that space. And for me, uh, I think that's an immense offer around just the student choice and allowing the student, enabling the student to make a decision that's right for them. 
Christine, do you want to add anything? Um, look, I, I think one of the things I would say about the future is that, and it reflects on our previous questions actually, is that it will be different at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I think the way we do things has always been different and we're now morphing that because of the need of COVID into a new way of doing that. And the Vice-Chancellor mentioned the student voice. And um, I, I think that the weekly meetings that we've been having, um, the, it's a dialogue, it's a two-way conversation has been really, really important in terms of what we do and, and, um, and considering what the priorities are as well. Uh, I, I think it's going to open up a, more students to the opportunities here at Notre Dame because we can build on technology. And the other thing I'd reflect is, I just, just as I've been quite pleased to see our nation come together at that national cabinet and although each state does slightly different things and we're in three states, of course, um, but there has been a real coming together nationally in our government. And I think that's the case here for Notre Dame as well. We found the schools on each side of the country working together and our executive and our campuses. And, and I think it's been really uniting uh, for the country, but for Notre Dame as well. And I think that sort of casts a slightly different opportunity for the future because we can really get the diversity and strength um, of both, uh, both campus expertise in how we build our academic life but also um, what we can offer from people around Australia. So, yeah, I think it's a very, it's been a very daunting, difficult time. And I would say everybody has been working very, very, you know, committedly and long hours, et cetera. And I will just, you know, be a doctor for a moment and say, I think we do all need to also recognise that we'll have to take a pause and have a bit of a, a rest. And even though that might rest might be at home uh, for a little while, or not quite the overseas trip we might be looking forward to. Um, I think you know we can we can still find that that rest and a different sort of peace. And one last thing I would say is that I don't know about you, but I have had people who I haven't spoken to for ten years contact me to say, "How are you going? What's it like for you?" And I, I, I I'm maybe you know maybe not everyone is frenetically busy as we are, but um, I think that's been a really again even though not physically close, as Selma was saying, that human connection is prevailing through all of this. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, looking to the last three months, I'm kind of really keen to think about the next three months or year or two and what we might, might be able to do to build on what we've, what we've been doing recently. Look, I have a, a slightly different take and, and uh, you know, some... Um suggestions for our students during these times. I mean, the vice chancellor has talked about the LinkedIn availability for students as well. And uh, apparently research that's just come out suggests that all of you that are starting out on your careers will have seven career changes uh, in your lifetime. Uh, I'd like to see what you're doing in 20 years time actually, but um, it's really interesting that micro-credentialing, and you may have heard the term so many times, uh, but I think this is an opportunity for you to start gaining those skills that you can build on in any position, transferable skills and, and competencies that you can start developing and build on so you can actually take them to any positions, any uh, qualifications, any professions you want to go into. And this is just exactly the opportunity that you're going to have 
because uh, the LinkedIn will allow you the fifth, uh, an opportunity to access the 15,000 courses that are already available. So I think you should do that. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to having a look at the list uh, to see what I can get from there. But uh, it's, it's something that you should all consider. This wasn't the start, I guess, you were expecting. Uh, just wondering what sort of reflections over the last three months <laughs> might shape what comes next for Notre Dame. Um, well, it's, uh, Christine, it's certainly, uh, it, COVID was emerging just as I was coming, so much so that um, I, I left my job in London on the 30th of, um, 30th of January, and I was flying to the US for a conference in the US on the 31st of January, which was Brexit Day in Britain, when Brexit, uh, Britain was leaving the European Union. And um, I did, when I was over in the conference, I met some colleagues in Notre Dame, and they said, look, not sure you should be traveling via, via Hong Kong. If I were you, I would travel directly from London to Perth because things are moving so quickly that actually you could find yourself being sent to Christmas Island for two weeks. So I, I came here and then, you know, when people now talk about, you know, what we had in Sydney in, in February, it seems like years away because so much has happened. But I think it's very important uh, for any organization, but especially a university, that, um, you know, whatever comes from this, it's some sort of shift and some shift around the way we work, the way we interact. And maybe we emerge from this a lot less complacent about our health and about our human relationships um, and about our planet and how we work and about really the existential questions of, of life and meaning and purpose, which an organization like Notre Dame and a university of not like Notre Dame bring together because we, we don't divorce the existential, the faith and the reason we, we bring them together. So I think for us, I think there's a real um, intellectual journey of renewal that we can go on where we can have impact way beyond our university. And for me, it's that whole sort of Newman-esque uh, vision around the interdisciplinarity of what we're doing. Knowledge isn't fragmented, it's actually unified. And Christine referred to earlier as our bioethics. So you know, anyone who looks at the pandemic and sees simply health, and then you look at the media and you see the discussions around, you know, who's entitled to the service and who isn't, who makes that judgment on the basis of what. And these are deeply ethical questions that need to be investigated from many disciplines and to be discussed. As an institution, Christine, look, uh, the digital, as, as you all know, the, far better than, than our generation, the digital induces you not just to be uh, national, but to be international. It's your window onto the world. So I, I think as a university community, um, the very fact that, you know, Olivia and Helen are reaching out on a Zoom conference to the student union representatives in London who themselves are in lockdown. And that tells you something of, of a new world that, that's emerging from here. And also the fact that, you know, we have our first joint degree as an institution with our sister university in Paris, uh, an LLM in law. So, there's a whole range of possibilities that emerge from this. 
And I think it's a reminder for me, um, you know, of regardless of where we are, uh, that pursuit of education in a, in a faith-based tradition, in a Catholic tradition, I think is vitally important. And for us, it's around the national footprint. It's around what we offer and what we engage with. And, you know, you look at some of the, you know, just today, one of the videos that I was asked to do this morning was a video message for the 145 nursing students that are graduating in Fremantle today. And it's the year of the nurse and the midwife because of uh, the 200th anniversary of Florence Nightingale's birth. And you just think, you know, 145 of our students fast track to graduation, going out into hospitals, into the front line. And you just think, wow, not only for the students, families, um, but to the staff who've been forming them the last three years. So um, I think examples like that tell us that uh, COVID is a problem we're managing. But actually, we're coming out the other end and we're looking at new ways of doing things and um, being very, very agile. I have a question for each of you. And uh, my question for each of you is, uh, what do you see the future? I guess it means for us, a, um, like you said, a new way of doing things and um, a lot of new opportunities that are going to come out of this. And so um, maintaining that, you know, your numinous vision for the university, I think that's going to only benefit us in the end and in the long run. So um, I'm looking ahead quite keenly for what's, what's, uh, what's ahead. Daniel, what about you, Olivia? I agree with what everyone's been saying. I'm excited for the future um, and definitely looking forward to the hybrid model that you speak of and providing that more opportunity for students and for them to have the choice as to whether they do come on campus or, yeah, are a part of it virtually. It's, it's exciting. Um, I can see why it was, it was daunting at the, at the beginning, um, but the more we sort of learn about it, the more we discover how we, it can be utilised. I think it's very exciting. And Olivia, when Selma says that you're going to have seven careers during your life, how does that make you feel? A bit overwhelmed, but again, also excited because it's so hard to tell what's in the future and sort of how my life is going to play out. But I know that the skills that I'm learning, both within my role with the Student Association, but also what I'm learning from the university will be beneficial in all of those careers. <laughs> well done, Olivia. Thank you. And Manish? Um, I think, like it or not, everyone's had to shift their perspective with this pandemic. And I'm really interested to see um, what sticks after it's all over. And um, I'm hoping that the best parts of it stay around, um, the sense of community and everyone looking out for one another. I'm hoping that we can move on and um, be all the better for it. Thank you, Manish. Miriam? I guess I'm really interested to see the dynamics post-COVID between students and staff. Uh, this Zoom era has meant that there's been a greater interaction between students and staff. So I think taking that with us after COVID will work out really well. It's very good. It's very good. Like we never, before this, we never had a, a you know, 
we never had a, a Zoom meeting with students and we never had one right across the country. So it's a really good, really good point. And Helen? Um, I think with university and beyond university, I think it's exciting in that before we were very much had a structure and we loved structure and we loved knowing what the future held. Um, but I think it's exciting now knowing that things are going to be different, not what we planned. Um, but I think the big lesson is it's okay not to know. Um, I think especially in our society, we love to plan and we love to have control over things. Um, I think so the COVID really shook our world. Um, but I think it's a blessing in disguise, really, um, in a weird way. But, yeah, so I'm excited. Thank you, Helen. And Christine? Um, I look, I, I'm, I, I love, I love uncertainty, you see, because from uncertainty comes opportunity. And, um, I am really, I am really, I, I've always been very close to the students. That's actually, you know, the thing that energizes us to keep us going. Um, and I'm particularly reflecting on my alumni, to be honest, when you ask that, because I've just had so many of our alumni reach out and tell us what they're doing and how they're contributing makes you incredibly proud. So I guess I am, I am a bit into preparedness, I have to tell you, Helen, because even though we don't know what we don't know, at least being prepared for a number of different opportunities gives us the, the, the ability to uh, move quickly. Um, so I'm very, very, I'm excited for the future and I'm excited to work with all of you um, and, uh, and, and I think keep Notre Dame as being different, special and making a contribution to the community here. And I do look forward to when we can actually move across the countryside and I do look forward to when we can get back to international travel. But until then, there you are, all on screen. And so um, looking, looking forward to the, the journey that we'll be in uh, going through the next year or so. Selma? Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Vice-Chancellor. Look, um, this has been a week of highs and lows. Uh, many highs, though, compared to the lows. And in terms of the highs, uh, you know, we talked with Manish uh, and some of the other student representatives the other day about the School of Medicine uh, YouTube video. Uh, thanking our staff for first year students, you know, thanking our staff for looking after them, but also being very um, creative in their teaching and making it very engaging for them. And listening to all of you speak, I'm thinking, well, our future is secure because, you know, uh, just hearing you all speak, uh, your ideas, what you're looking forward to, uh, it does give us as academics and people that, um, you know, are in, at a different level um, in terms of where we are in our own careers, uh, a bit of, of uh, affirmation, I guess, to say that, you know, you will do, you will all do really well, but gives us inspiration in return to say that we need to continue doing what we're doing because it clearly makes a difference to everyone. And, uh, and in turn, you will do the same or when you're in your own professional role. So I'm really happy. Thank you, Selma. Vice-Chancellor, I'd just like to ask, what is next for Notre Dame? Well, Olivia, what is next for us is that we um, come forward uh, on the back of the changes that have occurred, that we retain 
um, who we are as a community, that we're not complacent about that. We're not complacent about the human-to-human -human interaction and that sense of community that defines us, both as staff, as students, as alumni, uh, that we're within the communities that we're studying and living in, uh, in Fremantle, in Broome, uh, across Sydney, even into Victoria. But that we, we face a situation which we know we're living through, which is a huge cultural shift in some form, which none of us have the answers. Um, we're living through it and we're living through it together. And I think that um, what, I've, what I've learned from the students, what I've learned from staff, ideas that come forward, I think the more the ideas are there, the more we, uh, we listen to others' perspectives and each other in terms of what we have to think about, what some of the solutions might be, how we can remind each other um, in periods of change or turmoil or upheaval, what it actually it is that makes us uh, part of a community. I think that's really, really important. So for, for the next steps, I think, the dialogue with the student associations. Uh, you're, you are the representative of the students, you're elected into the roles. Um, I think that's vitally important that that student voice is at the heart of everything that we do. And I think also that the staff voice is at the heart of what we do. And uh, that the openness for suggestions, comments, for engagement and dialogue. So this time last week, this week we're meeting uh, the student associations this time last week, I was sitting down with the joint consultative committee of the, of the staff. And I think that um, as long as we understand that actually each of us living through this has a perspective to bring to the table. So there's a genuine welcomeness on, our, on my part and my colleagues part for suggestions, recommendations, questions. And sometimes we might have the answer and sometimes we might not have the answer. And I think in an environment like this, um, it's, it's very important that we know what we know and we're able to say we don't know uh, sometimes. And I know that the questions you've raised and your colleagues have raised, Olivia, in many of these calls, what will happen for semester two, what will happen with the remainder of semester one, students of this issue. And we, have, we can work through those issues and then some of the issues we see Governments struggle with around when will we lift restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. And that's because government often doesn't know. Government is, is looking at the same situation as we're all looking at. And uh, you see governments do their best. And uh, the government here has done, you know, at, at state level, at local level, at national level, has done a remarkable job. And um, they've been under huge pressure. And I think um, you know, the fact that Australia is coming out of this, this stage um, it, with such low numbers, I think is a testament to public service. So I think you know, whatever's next for us, I think having a, a degree of patience with each other and a degree of openness to each other. And um, we're all experiencing something new. And no one person and no one organization has all the answers as to what and how we come through this. 
And I think being open to the perspective of other people and different perspectives, I think, will, will equip us better to come through it.